Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Autumn Shields, coach, author, professional speaker, and helping everyone to learn to live your life alive. Hey, Autumn, welcome to the show. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Hey, can you just expand a bit more on you know where you are with your business today and who you love to work with? Where I'm at at in my business today is I love helping other entrepreneurs really bridge and or people who are not entrepreneurs yet, but people just really know that they have what I call like the nudge where they feel that life's nudge is like they're supposed to be doing more or something. And it's usually that they're afraid to make that leap or that jump. They just don't see the resources. And I feel like there's a reason it's in you. And I just feel a lot of it's either overwhelm or fear. And so I love helping people rather they know what vehicle it is and they're specific on what they want to get into and, or they're looking for a vehicle to kind of work on, you know, by themselves. That's what I'm really passionate about. Nice. So when your clients come to you and they've, they've had that inner nudge or that little, I I really want to do this, but come all the buts and the reasons, what is it that you found traditionally is oh, the one thing that seems to hold so many people back? It's always the really small things like they don't know how to register. They're overwhelmed with taxes or they don't know how they're going to fit the hours in the day. But it's usually something that I expected to be this really big thing that they have to overcome. But in the beginning, sometimes really small things can look like really big things. And that's why I always think it's so important to plug into podcasts like this, because as you will see, you see so many different successful people and you're like, really, that's what they struggled with. Like, oh, that's easy for me. Or, you know, we all have different fears in the beginning, but knowing that somebody else did it, I was very fearful in the beginning of my business. And I thought, okay, well, if she did it, and then I looked at somebody else, I'm like, well, if he did it and just take a baby step at a time. Yeah. So being able to, to unlock what, what are those fears? Where are those doubts? Or simply where are you focusing your attention? Because that, oh my gosh, that can magnify so many things, right? One thing that John Maxwell, who has not read John Maxwell, John Maxwell, I think he's up to like over a hundred books right now, but he focuses on leadership. But one thing he taught me very early on is to focus on your strengths and let your weaknesses go. And I thought the exact opposite. I thought, okay, I'm already good at this, but I need to master these other areas to be really good. Mm. And he uses the analogy of like, let's say from zero to 10, I, you know, play the guitar. Maybe I'm a three. I could go to a lot, a lot, a lot of lessons and I might only become a five. Well, nobody pays somebody for a five, 
but maybe if I'm an eight or nine and I get those lessons, maybe I become a 10. And so we need to focus on those areas that were seven and eights and do whatever we can to get up to being tens, because that's where we stand out. That's what pushes the needle forward. That's what grows our business. And either we can outsource those other areas or learn them a little slower, but especially in the beginning, you have to focus on those strengths. Yeah. And let's talk about the beginning, because if your clients are coming to you with a dream, a hope, a wish of, I, I, I want to be able to do this as a solopreneur, as most people start out, we've got to wear every single hat in our business. So maybe not with your clients, maybe for you, what was your journey as you started your business and you had to do everything? So when my very first business that I actually started 20 years ago was in network marketing. And this is the good thing is that I didn't actually realize I was in business because I think that just the word business is, can be overwhelming for people. And I come from my entire family's entrepreneurs. So you think I wouldn't really be scared of business. You think it would just be naturally that I would go into that. However, I was working 40, 60 hours at a time, raising children. And I think if somebody said, oh, would you like me to throw a business on your plate? I would have ran. Like, I don't have time. I'm already overwhelmed. But I knew I wasn't living the life that I wanted. And so what happened is I just actually started using the product and referring the product out. Now what is known as affiliate marketing. And I didn't get that, oh, you refer a product and then that company pays you. And then what happened is that just went along with my passion for leadership and helping other people start businesses at the same time. So once I got that business, I didn't take it so personal. And I think so many times in our businesses up front, we take it personal if somebody rejects us. It's just a product or it's just an offering or it's just services and it may or may not be a good fit for them. But I think that a lot of people are afraid of rejection right up front. Like what if somebody rejects me or what if somebody says no or what are you know other people gonna think of me? And it's, you know, I, I finally came to the conclusion that unless those people are paying my bills, um, I didn't really care about their opinion. And it was hard for me to come to that conclusion, but I knew I was responsible for paying my bills and designing my life. And so I made the best choices I could in the opportunities that I had in front of me to create the life I have now. Yeah, I think logically, we, we all get that. Logically, we know that it's okay for people to reject or say no, especially the wrong kind of people, the wrong kind of clients. But, you know, we're obviously, I, I quote sort of sapiens but all the time with, oh my gosh, with our, the way we're, our genetic makeup is if we get rejected, we are, we are excluded from the tribe. We're on our own dead. We're going to get eaten. We need the tribe. So we have this subconscious in the back of our brain, which means we want to be part of everyone. We need the approval. The approval equals safety. So whilst I think we logically, we, we get what you just said emotionally, and you know behaviorally it's it can be tough so what were those little baby steps that you took to start to release yourself from this you know the fear of rejection we had to reframe it so i had to reframe it that a no does not mean no it just means that they're not yet like it's just bad timing timing is a real thing for real people so it's timing it's just not yet or no just means they don't know what i know yet and so they just need more information. So you have to give people the space to have that time, to have that information, to have those touches with them. And usually people either come along and or they'll refer people. Or for me, most people will still be in my sphere of like understanding what I do. And even if it's not for them, they'll be able to, to maybe cheerlead me on. And I need those people in my life too. Maybe they'll just be a great connector or resource for me. I need those people too. So not every, but this is not a good fit for everybody. And I think that 
if you come to that conclusion right away is this is not going to be a good fit for everybody and I'm going to get a lot of no's and you're just told that up front, then it's a little bit easier. But I used to say that, you know, I had never sold anything except Girl Scout cookies. And I was pretty good at that, you know, in second grade. And somebody like years later, I used to use that all the time when I was speaking. And somebody said, maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was like actually the product. Like who doesn't like Girl Scout cookies, especially in, you know, in America, it's a big thing. So maybe it was just the product. And sometimes it's the product or maybe it's not me. I don't know, but we can't take everything so personally and it is hard to do. Yeah. And on, on the flip side, you must have plenty of stories about clients that you've taken on, which were which were not a good fit, but you had that intuition saying, no, this is wrong. But because of, I don't know, fear, scarcity, whatever it might have been for you, you still took them on. So how have those experiences been for you and helped shape your business? Sometimes I learned that when people are a little bit more, what I would call frustrating up front, maybe you're asking a lot of questions or they're not just that immediate yes. Those are the people that are really good clients that process an information. They might take a little bit more time to decide something, but those are the people that just make more educated decisions. The people that come on sometimes, and I know in my gut, it's like, it's not a good fit or um, I just, I, I've learned to ask a lot more questions up front so I can learn about them to make sure that it is a good fit. And if not, it's okay to let them go because it's going to be a lot less work for me, but also I want somebody to feel good. I want them, um, rather they're working with me or rather they leave to feel better and move forward in life and not waste their time either. So it's just trusting that, you know, really being in that abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset. Nice. And when you hit that, you know, abundance mindsets and you can start to see the opportunities rather than the threats that are everywhere, because, oh my gosh, both are real. You can, you can choose to see anything. So where you choose to focus your attention, I think is a huge part of being an entrepreneur, a business owner. I speak from the um, experience of, yeah, both, both times I've been looking at the, the threats and, ah, and look at what that does to your business and your day and your life and your personal life as well look at the opportunities. Oh my gosh, what else can happen? Where does that go? Where does that lead? So how have you found using your intuition to be able to seek and actually see, and then think more importantly, action, the opportunities that come your way, especially after you make a declaration that I want this. So I didn't feel like my intuition was very strong in the beginning. I feel like that was a very, uh, that was an area of weakness for me. And so one thing I learned about intuition is setting that intent. So if I set my intent today to meet the right people to set, you know, those appointments, those divine appointments that I was like, oh my gosh, like, of course I sat on a plane and of course I met you. This is amazing. So it was that intent of meeting the right people. Then I would trust my intuition. I feel like when I've slipped out of that area, rather it's intuition or rather it's scarcity is that when I focus more on me, when I focus on my goals, when I focus on my numbers, when I have this set and I'm going to make this happen, when I, I think it's super important to set goals and that, but intent and goals are extremely different. And I know when I have those goals and I want to set them, then and I'm pushing, that's when those mistakes are made with, you know, not serving the right people or a bad fit, or, you know, just having the focus back on being instead of serving. And so when I set that intent to serve, number one, the flow is a lot easier. The connections are a lot easier. When I um, redirect that to myself and make it about me, it slides really far south pretty quick. 
Nice. I mean, we, we all know about the law of attraction, but I think what's more important is the law of attention and the law of intention. As you said there, goals goals are great, but we, oh, how many times do we set a goal that's re- in our in our body or emotionally we're like, but that's not achievable. I don't see how we can do it. But as you said, to set the intention behind yeah. Now there's your driving force. There's your motivation. There's there's something magical about the intention of what you want because you said you've set the intention that I want to have more great communications or conversations or meet someone amazing and you're going to fly it. And of course, the guy next to you is the right person to talk about that thing at that time. That would have happened regardless. I truly believe that with our intention, the ability to see that. If you had the intention that everyone is going to bother me and everyone's going to give me more work, you wouldn't have even made eye contact with that chap or girl next to you. However, with that intention, it changes your frequency, it changes your vibration. Um, now we're getting quite woo with this, but oh my gosh, that changes your physiology. Then we get back into the science of it, changes what you do and how you approach things. So sounds like your journey has allowed you to really tap into yourself um, and then be able to bring that into your business decisions. And I also think that, yeah, it sounds like a little woo, but it's not really. And everyone who practices it understands it. But also goals can be um, a little further out, depending upon how you set goals. And sometimes those goals just seem too big. But so so for me, if I set the intent for the day, at least I'm focused on that intent for the day. And I can just kind of like set that goal, let it go, not worry about it, and just focus on that intention. Nice. Love that. Let's take that into our day. Everyone, set your intention for the day. I don't care how yes. wacky or woo or beautiful or perfect this may sound. <laughs> to have that and start that day, you know where you're going. And everything else can fall into that. Don't worry about the how. Forget the how. Oh. Sometimes the how is the least important thing. Yes. And it's frustrating for those people that want like everything color-coded and in order, you know, and it has more of that thinking from like A, B, C, and D. And I'm like, well, I just have like a whole bunch of sticky notes I run my business on. And I know we all learn differently. And sometimes you need those points, but really to me, that interaction and activity teaches us as, as business leaders, it teaches us. So we don't have to know A through Z. We just have to start and starting gets us, we're going to just fail forward and we're going to succeed forward, but we need to do both. And you can't be, when you're holding still, you can't make mistakes and you can't learn. You're just holding still. So it's okay if you, mm. to me, even, even the mistakes I've made, it's moving me forward. So it's okay. Yeah. Amazing. You found a number of ways not to do this thing. Cool. Super. So now you're a bit closer to finding out the right way that works for you personally. I yes. know offline we were chatting about uh, you know, trusting the process and it funnels straight into yes. this conversation. It is about, yeah, regardless of the how and being so, you know, nitpicky about what steps you need to take, trust the process to put your intention and intuition to this is such a big part of being able to play this game. Because let's face it, this is just a game. Being able to play at business and find different ways. So how we show up and how we play, I think, is at the very essence of the values of our business. And I love the word that you, you use the word play because I come from a background of entrepreneurs and it's in my blood to work, 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 work. And sometimes I forget that work can be fun 
And so what's nice about that is setting that intent for the day that work can be a lot of fun now, especially we're not, you know, attached to offices, many of us, and we can, you know, go throughout the day or however we're serving people is that when to sit down, to have fun, to play with a little bit. And that's that whole living alive. Like what makes you feel alive in what you're doing for the day? Because a lot of times it's just a to-do list, a to-do list. And then I have to do this and I have to do that. And I'm just busy all day long. And then I'm thinking, but what did I get to play with? What did I get to have fun with today? And then I just have fun, play. It just makes it that much better. It's kind of the point. It's kind of the point to be able to do that. And uh, yeah, it's the, it's a choose your own adventure. How did you wake up this morning? What did you want to do? Because you're going to end the day by going to bed thinking I either did this thing or didn't do it. You might have the same actions or um, situations happen, but you can still come to it with appreciation and gratitude or come to it with angst and fear the same damn thing happens. That's why we can have the same experience, but one of us can be thinking one way. Someone else can be thinking the other way, but the exact same thing happened. So I love that. Yeah, Choose yes. your own adventure. Bring that into your work, into your life. And uh, yes. watch what happens. Okay, let's, so let's talk about where you are right now, because obviously, yeah, as a, as a coach, as a speaker, as an author, um, you haven't got it all figured out. No one has found like the, the end game and it's like, no. there we are we're done, we're fixed, because that's kind of boring. So for you personally, with where you are today, what's, where's your challenge? What are you still working on overcoming with with your game? I think turning down that noise, the outside noise, and really focusing and being true to your authentic self of what you want, because what happens is I'm very clear on what I want. And then any of us, we just pick up our phones in the morning and we're scrolling. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing that. I should be doing that. Well, she's doing that. Oh my gosh, I can't believe he's doing that. And then what happens is we get sidetracked and we think we have to do it all. And what's nice is there's more options than ever on how to run businesses, start businesses, reach out market. There's so many options, but the problem is there's so many options. It can, you know, make us feel frozen. And to me, it's like, I'm on a bike and I'm in my lane and I'm pedaling. And then all of a sudden I'm, I'm stationary. I'm like, I'm working out in the morning. And then I'm like, oh, I'm on this bike. And then no, 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 I'm on the wrong bike. And I jump over that bike. And what happens all of a sudden I'm on five bikes, but they're not going anywhere. I mean, I'm getting a good workout. I'm very busy over here. I'm just not going anywhere. And so, and just get tired after a while. So you want to figure out like, what is going to move? Like if I move these pedals, what is it going to move forward in my business today? It's like moving the needle or however you want to say it. But to me, it's like, I'm on the spike. I don't want to just work hard. I want to move it forward. So what is the next right thing that I can do in my business to move it forward? And a lot of it starts with what's between our ears and making sure that that's in a, it's a good place. And then what, you know, what we need to do next. I love that. And I think your analogy of, of the, the bikes and, and maybe the gym is, is a great one to use because if you're so busy walking to the weight bench and then not doing anything, walking back to the bike, then walking to the cross trainer and then walking to another bench, it's like, yeah, you're so busy walking around the place. You haven't touched a goddamn thing. So how do we actually do the things and pick the bike and say, that's the thing, even though everyone's saying, have you tried this new machine it is revolutionary. It is the life hack of machines. You need five minutes and then da, 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 da. Oh, you're right. I think the word you use there is noise. Noise. That's huge. That's massive. We all our phones listen to us now, right? So our phones are like, whatever I'm talking about with you, if I'm sitting here talking about coaching all day, guess what? I'll like grab my phone and I have 15 new ways to promote a coaching career. And then, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, it's listening all the time. You're interacting. It's really important. 
I believe to start that, you know, to have that morning routine to really be reflective um, of, and then make sure that you're setting that intention for the day and just to stay in that lane. And a lot of times as entrepreneurs, things don't work as fast as we want. So then we jump bikes and any business is going to take time and you don't want to do the wrong thing too long. Um, that's not what I'm saying, but you have to give things a fair chance. And, you know, we live in such a microwave society to where we just want instant gratification. And sometimes that just does not happen. Oh yeah. It's so hard to understand what is the right thing to do for you and what is giving it enough time because all the, you know, ad experts and marketing gurus saying that you should be doing this and that everything works, but what's right for you, the way that you work, your business, your clients is different from someone else's. So all these things work, but it's finding out how to give it the time and find out what feels right for you and to, to set through. But you also said about the, <laughs> the phones always listening. I mean, you're so right and you'll get all the ads, but I think that the ads so much focus on the pain right now as marketers, you're told, go for the pain, yeah. talk about the pain, talk about the pain. But I want to go back to one thing you said when you first started this interview, you spoke about the insecurities and the negatives. And we're like, if we can get that, yeah. the guitar analogy, get me from a three all the way up, but you're eight on the drums, stick with the drums, stick with where your area of focus is. So awesome. maybe all these ads and this noise is really focused on your insecurities. And that's your distraction rather than saying, oh, I don't need to improve that. I need to keep going with this. And that shows the inner strength, right? Absolutely. I think that's a great point because we all have pain points. We don't want bigger, faster, more, whatever it is. And instead of realizing this is how I want to build my business, I want to make it those authentic connections, or I want to be able to serve this specific group because otherwise you just get watered down. You're not serving anything. You're not doing anything. So what do you do to keep yourself topped up so this noise doesn't you know, consume you? Because I know you continue ups and downs and you find yourself, oh, damn it, I found myself doing this thing again. Um, how do you continue to um, guide yourself through that? Is it routines? Is it people around you? Is it your business? What is that? A lot of it is that morning routine where I sit in reflection and meditation. And then the problem is I'll grab my phone for something like maybe I need to want to look up a guided meditation. And next thing you know, I'm on Instagram and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing funnels. Like, you know, whatever it is, is that you have to like, make sure that when you're doing that reflective time, like a lot of times it's just a pen and paper or, you know, don't grab the phone or turn everything off, but just to say, this is what I really want to focus on. And I'm going to time block that today. So if I'm really going to focus on reaching out, whatever it is, this is my time block. But then also I'll see something like flash up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know I need to do that. That's okay. That's an, that is not an A priority or a B priority today. It can go down to C or D. So someday I'll learn that someday I'll figure that out. Maybe I'll take a look at that way to advertise my business later, not today, because I'm very reactive. So, I mean, I think we all are like, I can Google that right now. I can click on that right now. Like right now I can click on that and get more information. And instead of just pausing and saying, I'm not going to be reactive. I don't need that information right now because I don't need to watch another 20 minute video. That's going to distract me. So I'll just put that down on my C or D priorities. And today I already set my intention that I'm doing my A priorities today. And somebody like me that has ADHD, it is very hard there. I mean, there are scrolls everywhere. There are shiny things everywhere. And I think the phone's the worst thing. You know, it, it, it is like a really naughty thing for people with ADHD because it's just one click away down the rabbit hole. 
And instead of yeah. saying, you know what, I'm, I'm doing this. And I think programs like you offer, it's great because there's that more of a plan to like keep our head in the right place. Yeah. There's a, a set intention, there's set strategies and ways of working with what we've been given. It's not about just finding a new way or a different way. It's no, how do we leverage these spiritual yeah. laws? How do we leverage these physical laws and, and the body that we have? How do we leverage everything around us, the technology, the platforms? Um, sometimes it's not about seeking new hack something else. It's about, okay, what can we do with what we already have? That's how we excel. And that's kind of, from what we've seen, that's kind of the point, not add more stuff on. How do we simplify and remove? Yes. So from, <laughs> simplify so from your the big word, simplify, yeah. like do three things today instead of 30 or maybe 300 is on your list, but just make things simple. I think we overcomplicate things all the time. And to me, that's just a way to self-sabotage our businesses. And we know we're doing it. I know I can't get oh, 300. We've all got the inner saboteur. So it's really just self-sabotage. Yeah. So where is it for you that you overcomplicate things right now? Um, it's usually the noise or outreach market. Oh, I mean, I can overcomplicate anything. I can justify anything. I can overcomplicate anything. I'm like a master at that. So it's just that constant stay in the lane, stay in my lane, stay in my lane. And just so know you, that, that yeah. constant bringing you back to awareness. I'll caught myself in the moment, come back, catch myself, come back. That's how you've been able to maintain and continue to grow your business and authority. Right. And we can do all the things, but all the things, and I might even be good at all the things, which probably not. Most of us are only good at a few of the things, but is what I want to know is I'm not going to keep going. I'm not going to have, you know, I've been in business for myself for 20 years. I'm not going to keep going. It's going to be, I'm going to get burnout if I try to do all the things. So I want to do things that make me feel like I come alive. Like I hop out of bed and I can't wait. Like I'm sitting there going, I can't wait to get up. I can't wait to get up because like, it's not like, Oh, the drudge of the day. It's like, I get to do this. Those are the things you should be doing all day. That's word there. I get to do rather than I have, Oh, I've, I've, I've got to do this today. And then I have to do this and I have to do that. Just, you can feel the shift rather than, Oh my gosh. You mean I, I get to do this today. I get to be master of my time. I get to you know, talk to all my staff members. I, I get to coach these people through all, all this stuff. And the chances are what you're coaching someone else to do, you need yourself on a different level. So all these nods and yes. winks from the universe along our way, yes. which is kind of the pleasure. Of this. It is. It's just winks along the way. And like, yep. Yeah. You know, it's like writing a book. When I wrote my first book, I was like, oh, wow. Like, yep. This is what I, exactly what I needed to hear. You know, we always tend to bring those things about to us, but just we have to figure out what makes us come alive because usually those things are the things that are supposed to come out of us. It's the, to me, it's whatever is supposed to come out of me. Usually I see a ripple effect and just because I'm good at something doesn't like, I'm really good at grant writing. Yeah. Maybe that served a purpose when I was in law enforcement and had to write a grant for something. And I yep. know I can make money in grant writing. I would rather go to the dentist than write another grant. And so, you know, and my husband always says, now he says, quit shooting all over yourself. Because I, all day I'm like, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. And he's like, stop shitting. And I'm like, and it's, it's a good indicator of you're, you're doing a whole lot of things you don't want to be doing. So what can you give up and what can you delegate? There's things nice. that I, you know, was scared to delegate in the beginning, or I didn't know that I could delegate in the beginning and I would delegate earlier in my business. <laughs> yeah. I think when that hindsight is huge, I love you said that it's Katie's favorite phrase 
stop shooting on yourself. It's it's beautiful. I don't, don't know where that came from. Whoever created yeah, it, thank yeah. you so much. It was beautifully. So thanks for that reminder. That's lovely. Hey, Autumn, thank you so, so much for sharing. Thank you for um, this amazing conversation, the rabbit holes and tangents we've, we've gone down. Um, look, if people want to find out more about you and what you do, and of course your books, where can they find you? You can just go to autumnshields.com and find me there. And I actually have a quiz that you can take on just really, what, are you living your life fully alive in the different areas? Because I think that's something else we struggle with as entrepreneurs is sometimes we just feel off balanced, but sometimes that's okay too. Uh, you know, there's a time, there's seasons for everything. And there's times that I've, you know, felt not alive in certain areas, but I think it's just a good way for us to check in with ourselves and especially in business. Like what part is it that we really do love about our businesses and keep doing those things. So that is there. And thank you, Mark, so much for doing what you do for other people in business. It's just nice to know that we're all in this together as entrepreneurs. Sometimes it can feel very lonely and it's yeah. nice when we can connect with other people and plug into podcasts like this and sh um, shows. And so thank you for all that you do. Hey, you are so, so welcome. And thank you so much for the kind words. And thanks for playing along. Yes. Thank you, Mark. Have a great You're day. Welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.